two words to describe Bethany Murdoch, solid and deep. What I love about Bethany is that she is solid as a rock in terms of wisdom and sharing biblical truths. You'll hear from her today in the show, and that will prove to be true. And the other word I would use to describe Bethany is committed, like in every area of her life. And listeners, I think you'll come to understand very quickly why I've chosen these two words for Bethany Murdoch. Bethany Murdoch, welcome to the show. We're so thankful to have you here. I am so excited for our listeners to just hear your wealth of wisdom. We have so much to talk about today. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. (laughs) So I'm just going to start right out. If you had to write a title of the story of your life, I love asking this question because it tells us so much about you. What would it be? (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, first of all, it's great to be with you and always fun to be always real, right? (laughs) I mean, there's nothing worse than feeling like somebody's not being real. So it's an honor to be in the mix with you today. But as far as the title for uh, kind of the story of my life, I would definitely have to say, into the deep Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, you know, honestly, God has continually throughout my journey asked me to step out of my comfort zone and into places that are, you know, just out of my security, out of my depth in so many ways. And when you're going into the deep, you are out of your depth, a depth in, in many ways. And so... Um, yeah, that's that's what I would call it, mainly because that's the place where I have to trust God the most, and He gets to shine when I'm out of my depth, when I'm at, tapped out of my own resources. And yeah. that has just happened continually throughout my life. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's why I wanted us to talk about trials so much. That's why you're Mm. doing the class with us because you are so passionate about that topic and understanding the importance of depending on Jesus through those times. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Exactly. So tell me what is like the joy of your life? What, What brings joy and happiness into your life? Well, vacations, Uh, you know, because I love uh, going away. I love the excitement of planning and Uh all of that. But besides vacations um, and outside of my family, I would say I have this tiny little chihuahua named Jemmy, and she's a rescue. And uh, she was actually found by a client of mine in New York City and was rescued on the street Broadway. So we named her Broadway Jem because she's a little treasure from off the streets. And she does this hilarious thing where anytime we come in, the house and we've been gone for like even to get the mail you know like nowhere long and drawn out she does this howl where it sounds like she's being stabbed or there's something (laughs) bloody going on i've gotten looks from my neighbors before that are like you are a terrible person yeah because it's it sounds so disturbing but anyway she keeps me laughing and i'm a major animal lover as well so yeah so we're gonna spend the rest of today and mm. tomorrow, yep. working on our classes right. for everybody to hear. Mm. Um, in the show, we're really focusing on you, Bethany mm-hmm. Murdoch, sharing your story of trials, mm. getting to know you as a person. And then in our classes, which I love teaching our classes, um, I'm so glad yeah. you're with us because we're talking about anxiety, we're talking about boundaries, yeah. and then trials. Right. And so I'm excited for our listeners to have an opportunity to hear like this equipping piece from yeah. you because you're a life coach and we'll talk more about mm-hmm. what that really means. Yeah. Um, 
but trials is a huge part of your life. It's a huge part of my mm. life and everybody's lives. Yeah. And I think getting through them is so important. Mm. Um, I know infertility has been a huge trial in your yes. life. I just want you to speak to that topic yeah, um, sure. for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, 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 sometimes when you're going through a trial, you're like, if I could pick a trial, I would do really great in that kind of a trial, you know? Um, but those <laughs> tend to not be the ones we get. And I could have never imagined that I would face what I faced with infertility. I've, I've not been a sick person. I'm not uh, somebody who's ever had um, any any sort of illnesses that would take me out. I mean, just seemed overall really healthy. Right. And when we were married about five years, Paul and I, we've been married uh, almost 24 years in July. And But when we were married about five years, we were, we were thinking, okay, now's the time. We're right. gonna start to have a family and that'll be great. And at the time my sister was getting pregnant and everybody was kind of beginning to get that, that bug. And after about eight months of trying, we're like, gosh, this doesn't seem like it's taking, you know, but that's all right because sometimes it takes a while, you know? And um, so, but after eight months and then 10 months, we started to go uh, begin to discover, okay, maybe we need some help in this area. And so I was probably 28 at the time. And um, I ended up going through all of these fertility procedures, I mean, just not even the f fertility procedures themselves, but before that, all the testing. Right. And it was a huge emotional thing for me, even in the testing, because I just was, I was upset. I'm like, I shouldn't have to do all this. I mean, right. people just get pregnant. They, they get pregnant and they're not married or they right. get pregnant and, you know, they've been married five minutes and, you know, how does that happen? And for me, it's like this whole science project just to, um, even consider having a, a baby. So I struggled even with the testing. And then um, through the testing and then one major procedure that we had, uh, and I didn't get pregnant, uh, my doctor sat across from me. She's like, you know, we can do this again, which just to be clear, if, if somebody's not familiar with what infertility costs, it's not covered by insurance. And so you are out of pocket. I mean, we, we probably spent $12,000 between the testing and then the procedure. So we didn't have necessarily another $12,000 just to keep this thing going. And some people mortgage their houses, you know, and, um, you know, all this kind of thing. And we just didn't feel like we could do that. And my doctor sat across from me and she said, you know, if you came to me in even two years time, so I would have been 30, still not old. Sure. Um, I don't know if there's anything I could do for you. Wow. So, you know, I sat there and I was full of shock, disbelief, anger. I, I asked God questions like, isn't it okay to want a family? Like there's, of course it's okay to want a family. And then I had to deal with accepting that because, you know, ultimately you can't stay there forever. But I do believe, and if anybody could be encouraged by listening to this, that, that that's a process. You don't have to accept your trial right out of the gate. You know, it's a process of coming to that place of acceptance. And really what God showed me through all of that is that he was my portion. Mm. One of the, the old songs that I love so, so much is called His Eyes on the Sparrow. 
and I know he watches me, you know, and, and it says, um, for Jesus is my portion, yeah. a constant friend is he. You know, it's like, sometimes you sing songs and you believe different things and you do believe them, but when you go through a trial, all of a sudden, it's like the Holy Spirit just drops something deep down inside of you that you can tap into. And it's like, I felt God saying, that song's not only going to be in your head, it's gonna become your message, that Jesus really can fill you up in a way that nobody else can describe. I, I talk with a lot of different people who, um, are struggling in one area or another. Maybe it's they want a husband and they're single and it just seems like it's not happening. Or um, they also want a baby and they're not ready to accept anything. And, you know, that's an individual thing. I would never encourage somebody, you know, to accept something they feel like God's pushing them sure. to still believe for. And it's not that I stopped believing that I could get pregnant because if, if Jesus wanted me to have a baby, I would have a baby. And if he chooses for that not to be my story, the place of freedom came for me when I said, I know you can do it, Jesus, but even if you don't, you are my portion. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for a relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. When I was in, in college, one of my majors was uh, sociology. And I remember being in a family um, psychology, you know, class, sociology class. And, um, and, and the professor said, can two people, can a couple be a family? And it's funny when, when I went through the infertility trial, that came up again inside of me remembering, I don't know why I remember that, but can a couple be a family? And everyone in the class said, no, they can't. Wow. So what was in my mind when that happened was you're not a family. Yeah. You know, it's amazing what the, the kind of things the devil will try and suggest to you and remind you of, of how gypped you are in some way. You know, so you're not a family and um, you aren't a whole woman. You know, you, you failed in some way and getting on, you know, in the out in front of those thoughts took a real work of God. But I can tell you that God has given me victory in that. And there's still, I will say, you know, there's layers to it. It's not like you accept it once and maybe it's not as sharp and as painful as it was in those early days. But, um, but there still are windows where I'm like, gosh, all of my, you know, pretty soon all my nieces and my nephews, they're, they're going to college. And I was trying to get pregnant when they were born. You know, you start to realize time's gone by. And, but so it's one of those over and over again things where right. Jesus has had to just kind of minister to my spirit. And that makes you rely on mm. him. Yeah. And you are still in victory. That's what yeah. I love about how you share your story mm. is it's not a victim mentality, mm. isn't that you have failed or 
feel um, yeah. those negative feelings and hold on to yeah. that. But you say, hey, I'm going right. to live in victory because God has a plan for you. Right. Regardless of right. what the outcome is of the trial that you had, I think a lot of times people think, until I get what I want. Yeah. And that's not the case. Exactly, exactly. And you're, you're such a prisoner to your trial. Yeah. If it becomes, you know, maybe it's an, an acute thing. It's, we don't have control, bottom line, we don't have control over the length of our trials, but we always have control over our own spirit. Yeah. And I, for a long time, women's conferences were hard for me. And I was often, you know, a, a huge part of leading those through worship or through uh, preaching or different things where I had to be there and look happy. And many times I didn't feel that on the inside. And I learned that, that in that moment, God was, I was offering to Jesus a true sacrifice of praise, that it wasn't about my feelings or how I felt, but God was so good. And you know what? He came through every time I pushed through what I was, I really wanted to sink into the ground. You know, you just want to hide. And, um, you know, going to baby showers was hard. And people would often want to come up. I, whenever I share my story at a conference, without a doubt, to this day, women come up to me and they're like, hey, have you tried these vitamins? Have you tried oh. this shake? Or have you seen this doctor? And I'm like, so now I've learned to say, you know, to preface my message or my story with, listen, I'm sure you have great ideas, but I'm really not looking for that. It's okay to yeah. say those things too. If, sure. you, if you don't want people coming up and offering you all this advice unsolicited when you're going through a trial, it's okay to say that. Yeah, and yeah. I think for the people listening, sometimes we have we don't know what to say to someone sometimes. Mm. And I have found I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to communicate well. Um, I'm at a loss for words mm. and but sometimes people don't know what to say and so they say things that are actually more hurtful. Oh totally. Then and I know that's something that you are very um very candid about you're very open about like hey yeah. like here's some things that are helpful for you to say here are some of the things yeah. that aren't you know it's it's a lot simpler than we make it i think a lot of times when if somebody has cancer you know or if they're getting divorced or their child was suicidal yeah. You know, I've got literally people in my mind when I even suggest those different topics. Right. I've got faces that go with those kinds yeah. of stories of friends, not even clients, but of course clients too, sure. um, but friends. And and the sad thing is when we don't know what to say, a lot of times what follows that is withdrawal, yeah. which is the last thing right. someone needs yeah. is for you to withdraw because right. you don't know what to say. In essence, then their trial becomes about how you feel about their trial. You know, and I think that what God wants to do us do with us is just it's okay to not know what to say. I I wouldn't necessarily say I don't know what to say because that makes the person feel more hopeless. Like, gosh, no one knows what to say to me, you know, but rather just say, listen, I'm with you. Yeah. I think you can never go wrong by saying we're in this together. Yeah. I'm going to what are you believing for? What do you want me to even when someone's dying as a pastor, I've learned to come into the hospital room. I did this as, as recently as two weeks ago with somebody who was I mean, he looked dead when I walked in, he wasn't yet dead, but he was that close to heaven. But the first thing I did when I walked in the room was find out what the family's believing for. Are they believing for him to be healed miraculously? Well, I'm gonna get in that pocket with them and we're gonna pray that way. If they're wanting to release 
somebody and let them go, then I'm going to pray that that Jesus, you know, takes this person, that he can heal on this side of heaven, he can heal on that side of heaven. And so when we don't know what to say, I think it's okay to say, how are you believing right now? Yeah. Like, what is it that you want to pray for? How can I join you in yeah. prayer? What is it that you need right now? When I think of you, how would you like me to pray for you? Yeah. And then, you know, do practical things. Don't ask. I think one of the worst things people do is ask, um, what can I do when someone dies or when there's a bad thing going on or, or something in, in somebody's life. And and no one's really going to say a lot of times they're so overwhelmed or we are so overwhelmed with our situation that we don't know what we need. So when my dog died, not little Jemmy, but the one right before, um, my friend Amy showed up with, she came with soft blankets with a, a mug that had a big R on it. My little dog's Aww. name was Ross. She um, she brought coffee, she brought food, she brought things she's like, she understood. You know, the Bible says we comfort those uh, with the comfort that we ourselves have received. And she lost her four-year-old daughter, you know, died in her sleep. And she knew what it, what it meant just to, when you're grieving, you feel colder sometimes. Or when you're going through a trial, you do feel physically cold. Mm -hmm. And she's like, here's a soft blanket for you. And, he, and here's, every time you drink out of this mug, it's got his, his initial on it, you know? And just those little simple things yeah. are kind. So thinking about if I were in the situation, yeah. what would be something that would be comforting? Yeah, I think that's exactly. a good way to put it. I do say, mm -hmm. I don't know what to say to you mm. because if I legit don't know, because I want the yeah, other person, I, I want to talk right. to you. I just don't know what to say. Yeah. I love you. I'm praying for you. How mm. can we pray together? Um, it it's sometimes the withdrawal is not knowing and totally. And so find something as somebody else mm -hmm. is going through a trial. How can you? move toward them and mm -hmm. support them and comfort them in some way. And I, you know, I've got a, a close person in my life right now that's going through a trial of a lifetime. And I have, and we've talked so much that literally every friend in her life has disappeared yeah. during this time because of this particular really hard space that yeah. she's going through. Yeah. And I'm just like, come on girls. And some of these girls are not, these are women in God who are leaders and pastors. And, and I just think, you know, let's let God forge in us a greater depth. We got to have more right. under the hood. When people go through trials, have say something, you know, say what you do know about God. Something. I know he's faithful. I know you're going to come through this. I know it feels yeah. like right now there's no way out and things will never be the same. Yeah. But I promise you, Jesus will help you get through this. And I'm going to be here no matter what it looks like. Well, hopefully our listeners are taking notes. Please, there's a lot of please take some notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take some notes yeah. of how you can support people, how you can comfort them. Yeah. And the thing is, is it all comes back to Jesus, right? It does. Like he's our rock. And that's one of the, mm. the reasons I feel like you're so solid. Mm. You know, that's one of the words I use to describe you mm. is because you know, you know what you're resting on at the yeah. end of the day, the rock yeah. is what makes you solid, right? Yeah. Like you're on the rock. And that's where we can continue to come back to right. because we're always in victory because we come from victory yeah. because that's who Jesus is. Right. Yeah. Sometimes the rock, though, feels shaky. Yeah. And I've needed, even though it's not, Jesus is our unshakable foundation that we can trust and rely on, you know, no matter what. But sometimes our feeling 
you know, which are our, our feelings. I think this is an important thing maybe for anyone to write down and just think about it later um, is that our my feelings don't thicken or thin the presence of God. Right. So how I feel sometimes if, if it feels like my world's falling in, I assume that God's far away. He's nowhere in, in town. And uh, not even, not only is he not in town, he's like not in the state, he's not even in this country, he's in India. I'm pretty sure he's, you know, in Timbuktu, but he's not with me because I don't feel him. And I feel like the heavens are brass. And it, they, they also, they don't thin the presence of God when I go through a trial, but they don't thicken the presence of God. In other words, those times where maybe you're just having this like dream season, a dream run where things are going great. And you just think, oh, I'm just never sensed the presence of God more. But the Bible says, and I've learned to trust more than what I feel, what I know to be true, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, he doesn't change. I'm, my feelings change. And so I can feel closer, I can feel farther away, but he has never moved. His love for me, his heart towards me is always the same. And, you know, it's important in those times to have people around you reminding you he's no farther away. And actually, as you were sharing your story of mm. infertility, you named several feelings. Mm. Fear, doubt, anger. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of feelings. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was like listening oh, wow. one after another, yeah. a feeling, feeling. And then mm. you know what you came back to? What? Jesus. <laughs> Always. And it's like, he's Makes still there. Yeah, <laughs> I he's know. still there. Yeah. Always and forever. Nothing ever changes. Mm. He's always there. Yeah. That's what I love about that. Mm. Okay. You are a life coach. Yeah. Clearly anybody listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you, even in your own, like mm. you can speak wisdom to yourself because yeah. you know those biblical truths. Um, okay. So I want you to share, yeah. first of all, what's life coach. Okay. And then second of all, like, how did you land? How did you come yeah. to doing this? Um, as a career. Right, right. Well, you know, how I got into life coaching is like you said, and, and people already know about me is that I've been a pastor for a number of years. And, and all along the way, no matter what your role is as a pastor, you do inevitably end up sitting across from people and they open up their life to you. And I just felt like as God was transitioning me out of uh, full-time pastoral ministry, I believe that pastoring just like worshiping um, is on and off the platform just as important so you're doing it kind of forever there's always going to be people that need shepherding um, but God was transitioning me out of being on staff at a church uh, full-time through natural reasons distance different things that had happened and and I felt like a real sense, and I had a, a wonderful friend who encouraged me. I didn't really know, know that life coaching was something at the time, which has now been about 10 years that I've been doing solely life coaching. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, this beautiful, wonderful friend said, hey, I think this might be a good fit yeah. for you. And it was a natural progression really of what I had been doing. But I, I did sense that God was asking me like, hey, go a little further. I get that message a lot from God, even sitting in, in a, a church service, I'll hear, go further, go further. In other words, yesterday's power is not what you can rely on. I, I really, I do, I make all things new. I'm gonna give you a fresh, fresh wind and fresh impact. And so I really felt like I wanted me to go forward in my credentialing so that I could have more, a wider scope of right. impact in the end. And 
So for me, I believe, you know, you can be any kind of coach. You can find any kind of coach right now. You can get a health coach. You can get a nutrition coach. You can get, you know, a a business coach, a leadership coach. Um, But I really felt like God kind of honed it down into a few words for me that my calling is kind of never changed. But now I've kind of put it into a sentence that, you know, I want to help people build strong foundations to live their strongest life. And it's funny because like, I want to say a couple weeks ago, I was watching a show called Homestead Rescue and it's on Discovery Channel. If you've never watched it, it's super interesting and fun. And this family um, goes, they're, they're super savvy when it comes to living off the grid. So the whole idea is go help people who are not good at it, but want to live off the grid. And basically their place is falling apart and they will either die of elements or they'll die of uh, not being able. They don't know how to hunt. They don't know how to um, grow anything. And so I was watching this show just, you know, funny how God can speak to you through anything. Oh my gosh. I wasn't looking for a word from God. I was just watching Homestead Rescue. Yeah. So there was this house and this this uh, couple built this tree house and they attached the whole house to two trees and seemed all great and everything. And they actually did a, you know, it looked like a a pretty decent house when they first started. And um, then the trees, what they didn't kind of plan for was that the trees were going to grow. And so over time, their house began to literally, it looked like this. So they called the homestead rescue people in and and, uh, they brought a foundation worker in. Um, Somebody, I I don't even know know what the right title is, but somebody who deals only with foundations. This person took one look at the house. The the floor was was sloping. Everything was beginning to kind of go to rack and ruin. And this foundation guy said, okay, every last thing that's wrong with this house is because of the foundation. Totally. So everything went wrong that was once right because there was a faulty foundation. So before they could address any other need on that homestead, they had to fix that foundation and bring a solidity to it so that it could go forward. And God spoke to me, hey, that's in in essence what you're doing right now is that sometimes we just want to deal with the problem at hand. And God wants us to say, hey, you know, I know you don't want to face this thing. I know this isn't really what you want to deal with right now, but you got to deal with it if you want to go forward. Yeah. One of the other things that we've been working on together is helping people learn how to become life coaches. So um, we have been working on ICCI and for our yeah. listeners who don't know this, it's it stands for International Christian Coaching Institute. And I love this organization mm. because what we're doing is we're helping people become life coaches yeah. like us. I was certified over 10 years ago. Yeah. You've been certified for yeah. what, almost a decade as yeah. well. And we want people to know how to become a life coach right. as well. We have yeah. come together and have been training on some mm-hmm. classes together um, for women's Christian life coaching. You've helped me on trials. Gosh, so many different yeah. topics. What else? Asking what else? great questions. Oh yeah. I think we did boundaries. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. good. So good. So for our listeners, if they want to know how to find um, more information about becoming a life coach. Mm. And you know, the other thing I think that's really important is that you are a life coach. Yeah. If people want to reach out to you. Yes. Where do they find you? Yes. Yeah, so you can just go to my website, bethanylentzmurdoch.com. And there's a little form you can fill out. It comes directly to me. And yeah. I would love to talk to anybody who really needs somebody to come alongside them in yeah. this season of their life. So Absolutely. yeah. You are wise give us a truth bomb. It's like the 30 second takeaway that when somebody walks away, they're like, oh wow, I remember Bethany talking about Mm. this. 
never make a life altering decision in a valley. And that's knee jerk things happen when you're vulnerable, when you're going through something or um, in a valley season, you want to just move. Yeah. I mean, that's been me. I'm like, let's just move. Yep. Let's go. Let's sell the house. Hurry We're up. out of here. Yep. You know, and then I look at what's going on in the, in the moment. And, and I remember, hey, this is not the time to make that decision. Yeah. You know, even if you feel like everything in you is this is a yes, it's a must. God's telling me well, if God's telling you now, he'll tell you again in a few months when you're maybe doing better. And then you'll have the confirmation right. that it really was God and not your emotions. When it comes to trials, here are just a couple quick thoughts for you to quickly grab a hold of here. You may not want to hear this, but it is not if we go through a trial, it is when we go through a trial. Jesus didn't say, come follow me and you'll never have any troubles. In fact, in the Bible, Jesus says, in this world, you will have many troubles and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. It just gives me goosebumps to even say that because Jesus is what we can depend on when we go through our trials. Our character is actually built through those trials. Now, I know you've heard the saying, hindsight is 2020. I remember looking back at trials of my life and I was like, oh, that's what was happening there. I was actually strengthened. My character was built through those trials. When you're in it, you may not realize it, but in hindsight, you always see what God has done for you. God has a purpose for you and your life. The trials you have gone through, or maybe you're going through right now in this moment is a part of your process to prepare you for your purpose or to continue preparing you for an even greater purpose. So here's my encouragement to you, my friend. You have two choices. You can either be, be destroyed or burned up by the fire of that trial in your life, or you can be refined by this fire. And it may not be easy. Let me tell you, I've experienced it. It may not be pleasurable. However, you have an opportunity. And yes, I'm using the word opportunity to become more pure, more beautiful, more like your creator and able to do what God is calling you to do. If you or maybe you know somebody that really needs help in understanding trials and getting through them, we invite you to join us for the show, but then also join us in our class on trials. Both Bethany and I, we share so many personal stories of our trials and the beauty of how we have come through them on the other side. You have this opportunity as well. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable TV. What's the like last piece of advice? Because I feel like, again, yeah, hours of advice or wisdom. Yeah. You have so much to offer. What's You're like so the sweet. last one? This is the encouragement corner. So oh, this is. Hey, let me keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, right? I'm like, wow, I feel good. I feel so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think 
one that God continues kind of to lay into my soul, my spirit, is that every single moment has significance. And we tend to devalue the everyday moments, like, oh, that doesn't really matter. You know, or, I, I don't know about you, but like, just on a real shallow level, but hey, we're women, we can go deep, we can go shallow. So yeah. right now we're in the shallow <laughs> kiddie pool end with what I'm about ready to say. But you know how sometimes you'll wear an outfit and nobody saw it that day, but it was a really good outfit. And you're like, well, so this outfit, outfit didn't count, you know, because I, no one saw it, you know? And not seeing significance that, hey, that's not what makes something about me significant right. is that other people saw it. Yeah. You can even bring that into, you know, well, I know I gave that advice to that one person or I, I helped or I encouraged that one person, but it wasn't 500. So, you know, that's really no big deal. We talk ourselves out of the greatness really that God has, has put on us that he, he values the one, he values the little moments. He, he values the unseen mm -hmm. more than the scene. Because if the unseen is right, and you're, you're living out behind closed doors, who you claim to be out in front, then um, you know that's where the authority comes. But really when you're looking at every moment having significance, and just one other quick example that's a little more deep, um, is when I first moved back to Virginia Beach, I'd been married, you know, so this is kind of before the infertility story, but I was on the worship team and I didn't have a leadership role or anything, but God laid it on my heart. You know, the worship pastor was very busy and um, but I noticed different people would be missing from rehearsal and I just said hey if you don't mind if you want me to do this I'll do this I'm not you know forcing this but I was thinking maybe I if you gave me the list of people who didn't come I could just I'm working as a receptionist in my dad's office you know I've got time I could write them cards just telling them that we missed them and that their presence mattered and I'll sign wow. it from you you know, cause it's, it's from you and as their worship pastor, but I can help, I can write the cards. Wow. And what I didn't know that God was doing in that seemingly really insignificant moment is that he was preparing me to be the worship pastor one day. Wow. He was giving me a shepherd's heart. Yeah for the people instead of just showing up and worrying about my place and where I fit. He taught me that those little moments were kind of the, the difference maker in people's lives for, for good or for bad, for showing up and being connected or feeling like nobody cares about their journey. So every moment matters. And the thing about that is maybe nobody knew that you were the one writing yeah. that or that you were you were not getting the glory. No. But you know what? You know who did know that you were serving mm -hmm. your Lord and caring about other people is yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Girl, you're yeah. so awesome. Thank you for joining us yes. today. Awesome. So good Thank to be you. with you. Yeah. This show is brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, CHM, and ICCI. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com. Hi, I'm Alita Reynolds, president of Women of Faith. First of all, I simply want to share that I believe God wants all of us to be walking victoriously with Him. I believe this because He's given us the living word, the Bible, as our guide to know what to do when we struggle in our lives. All of our resources here at Women of Faith are practical help based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. If you or someone you care about is battling one or more of these 100 topics we have available, 
We have what you need to not only offer hope, but the steps you need to move forward and for breaking free from what holds you captive. I wanna give you a quick list of our resources and you may want to utilize more than one of these to get the transformation you're really looking for in your life. First of all, we have our Women of Faith classes. Do you like to learn by watching videos instead of reading? Then our growing collection of classes are for you. We have a comprehensive video library that coaches and equips you to walk in victory in every area of your life. As a certified life coach, with some of my most trusted friends and experts, we share our own personal journeys of our own struggles of the topic at hand and know how we've been able to overcome them. Plus, we'll help you find the tools needed for yourself. Then we have our Women of Faith show with Alita Reynolds. This show is for you if you're inspired by hearing other people's stories of overcoming their struggles to live in victory. These inspiring conversations will encourage you to live the life you're created for. You'll hear stories from guests who are impacting the world in big and small ways every day. We also have our Women of Faith Keys for Living, books and eBooks. Now these keys are great for personal study or even small group studies. The Keys for Living books provide steps to solutions so that you'll discover God's wisdom and guidance in a simple format to walk in freedom and live in victory. Now, are you ready to start reading right now? <laughs> Go ahead and download a Key for Living ebook for a complete and comprehensive guide on your chosen topic. Or would you rather read, highlight, and write in your book? Then order a print book to be delivered right to your home. Another resource available is our downloadable quick study guides. They contain excerpts from our correlating Keys for Living book to offer an immediate overview and concise answers. If you simply need somewhere to start, then start with our Key to Hope. We want to help you right away with a free gift from us. I'm praying for you to find what you need based on biblical truths. We care about your transformation. Whatever you're facing, your life matters, and God wants you to live in victory. Today's a great day to begin.